Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, January 28th, 2022, and we are, imagine that, we're reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 162, the third paragraph. It begins, thus we grow, and we're reading through two paragraphs, ending with a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. And we're going to comment on, on both paragraphs. So today's readers, we have Tenzin P on the 12 steps. We have Davlin E on the 12 traditions. And the readers in the text are Lindsay W, Chris M, and Susan SH is waiting in the wings here. Our newcomer greeter, we have Karen W, and the host for the second hour is uh, Sima M. The share ID for Thursday, January 27th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, that number is 18,469. That's 18469. For the 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time meeting, 18,470. That's 18470. The OA pre-ramble here, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive reading. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are uh, self-supporting through our own contributions. We neither solicit nor accept outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition, states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So at this point, Tenzin P is going to read the 12 steps. Uh, good morning, Tenzin. Mm, thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from New York City. And here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, Tenzin. Okay, Davalyn is going to read the uh, 12 traditions. Good morning, Davalyn. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your service. My name is Davalyn E., and I am a compulsive eater living joyfully and gratefully in recovery in Manitoba, Canada. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, excuse me, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. I pass. Thank you, Davlin. So here's how this meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers, uh, it's six months, and there is absolutely no abstinence requirement if you'd like to share on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, and we are sharing what the directions in Big Book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. 
And today we're, we're uh, resuming our study of the big book. We are on page 162, uh, the third par paragraph. It begins, uh, thus we grow. And we're going to read through two paragraphs ending with a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. And we're going to comment on, on both of those paragraphs. So at this point, we have Lindsay W. to uh, get us started. Good morning, Lindsay. Hi, good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. Lindsay W., I'm a compulsive overeater in Houston, Texas. Thus we grow, and so can you, though you be but one man with this book in your hand. We believe and hope it contains all you will need to begin. We know what you were thinking. You were saying to yourself, I'm jittery and alone. I couldn't do that, but you can. You forget that you have just now tapped a source of power much greater than yourself. To duplicate with such backing what we have accomplished is only a matter of willingness, patience, and labor. Oh, so um, I, I, love, I love that first paragraph, you know, um, thus we grow and so can you though you be but one man with this book in your hand. And uh, recently, <clears throat> I've been working with, with a couple of new sponsees um, and, and starting in the beginning of the book. And just in our conversations, you know, I've, I've had the book in my hand and, and, and felt it physically. And I've, I've shared with them and just a thought to myself, like, this is all, this is all I need. This is all we need. Like, this has, um, this has the instructions for practical application of, of these principles that, um, that have given me a miracle, you know, and that I see a miracle in my life every single day. And it tells me what to do from sun up to sundown and, um, and all the way in between. And it's this reminder that it's not an intellectual knowledge of the big book. It's not like, okay, everyone, let's prepare for our, you know, our big book quiz. Who's going to win? No, it's like, it's like practical application of these principles. Like, am I, you know, am I, am I using these things every day? Like I use my toothbrush or like I use my cell phone or what have you, like, you know, am am I actually, um, I'm actually practicing these principles. And, um, you know, for me, like I have um, a situation right now, you know, um, a, a bit of a, a bit of a health scare and I'm, I'm, um, you know, pursuing testing for it. And, you know, some really close family members are really struggling. And, um, and so there's a lot of fear. And so, you know, I turn to the page in the big book that tells me what to do um, when I, when I have fear and um, their instructions and I have to take action. You know, I have to, I have to practically apply what's in this book, but the truth is like this book has everything I'll need, I'll need to begin. And then, um, and that also looks like, you know, just, just taking taking what's in this book and sharing it with another compulsive overreader one-on-one, -on -one, one person at a time. And, um, and this says, you know, gosh, I'm jittering alone. I couldn't do that. And um, I, I felt that way, you know, and, um, but the reality is I can, I mean, you know, I'm looking here and I, I, I have a power behind me that's 
daily performing my miracles in my life and in the lives of others. Like I'm, I'm watching it. You know, I watch, um, I watched like I was such a self-centered, such a miserable, such a fearful person who was just watching my life pass by me when I when I walked into these rooms and um you know I I met up with a friend yesterday and she was like you're so happy and calm and I thought it's so nice that my outsides finally matched my insides and um you know and and so the the backing of this the power greater than myself like that's the only way I can show up every day and do this and um you know and then then it says um it's a matter of willingness patience and labor and um I looked up the word labor you know and it's to work hard to make great effort and I don't always want to do that um even this week you know I had my call with my sponsor on Monday and I said I'm really resentful and, uh, you know, I'm, I have a really demanding job and I work hard all day long. And then at night, you know, I'm in meetings and I'm, I'm sponsoring and I'm, you know, I'm talking to you sponsor, you know, and like, I'm, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a lot of work. And like, you know, he reminded me, oh yeah, you sound like a person who's working a really strong program. And, th- and that's what this is, right? Like this, it's, it's labor. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get what you all have. I'm not going to get, you know, this, this amazing miracle in my life every day. If I'm not putting, if I'm not putting forth a lot of hard work and making great effort and it's, it's so worth it, you know, um, helping one compulsive overeater at a time and, um, practicing these principles in all my affairs, like it's, um, it's it's mind blowing um, what what actually happens and what what one woman with this book in her hand and the backing of a higher power um, the life that I actually have today and um, I will I'll pass with that. Thanks so much uh, for getting us started, Lindsay. Okay, so we're going to transition to uh, have some some folks share. Although we uh, value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order uh, to allow others to share as well. So if you'd like to share, let me have your uh, first name and last initial, and we'll see if we can get it all rocking and rolling here. Lisa N. Reva P. Shanna C. Dara L. Michelle G. Judith S. P. Okay. okay, let me tell you who I have. Um, and I'm sorry I didn't repeat him as I heard him. I just kind of let him flow on through there. I heard Lisa, Reva, Shanna, Dara, Michelle, and Judith. Was there one person perhaps that I can add to that? Liz T. Liz? Sam S. Okay, let's, let's stop with Pam. Okay, so here's the lineup. We have uh, Lisa, Reva, Shanna, we got Dara, I see Michelle, and Judith, and Liz, and Pam. Okay, Lisa, let's get us let's get it started. Good morning. Good morning, Larry, and thank you so much for your service. Nice to hear your voice today. I've never I've never spoken on Vision for You. This is my first time and um I'm a little embarrassed about it actually because I feel like I've I've learned so much from all of you 
in the last, I think, three years or so, maybe longer. And um, you've really changed my life. This uh, this meeting has really helped me a lot, taught me a lot. And um, I'm so grateful my higher power has led me here. He's also led me to a choice. And I think that's what this um, paragraph tells me. You have a choice here, Lisa. What would you like to do? Would you like to be willing? Would you like to put in a little extra labor? What would you like to do? Um, I'll still love you no matter what you choose. But boy, would I like to have a different life. I would like to do more. I would like to, I would like to work on my program more. And so I'm working with a new sponsor and somebody who has encouraged me to get on this call and this um, get up in the morning, get up earlier. I've, I don't do that typically, but I have been. And she said once a week she'd like me on this call and I'm willing to do that. And um, I'm so grateful because I feel like I'm renewing my vows. <laughs> it's almost like if, a, if you were getting married again and you were saying, you know what, I, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. And I know I can do this, but I can't do it alone. And um, so I'm asking for help. And I know I'll get it. So I guess with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Gosh, Lisa, you're giving us all courage to speak. Um, thanks so much for your share. Okay, we have next up is Reba, followed by Shanna. Reba, good morning. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. What a bunch of two paragraphs. Um, so what I'd love to share on is, you know, one of my running old beliefs, um, false beliefs, is this line, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too much. I can't do it. But I love what it says. Um, I might be jittery. I might be scared. I might think I'm alone. But if I've gotten to this point, if I've worked the steps in entire abstinence and I've been beginning to access power, I'm not doing it alone. Um, with that power, I can do what I am being called to do. Um, and I love this word duplicate to get an exact replica. So that's so um, hopeful to remind me that if I do what other people did, if I do what it says in this book, I can get the same results. Nobody is special. Nobody is smarter. Nobody has more recovery talent. Um, it's like you do what it says to do, you get the same result. And the thing that strikes me the most is thus we grow and we have all in, that we need to begin. So I'm growing, I'm expanding, my life, my spirit is getting larger. And for me, I find the growth is more about going deeper and deeper um, and realizing I know less and less. Um, you know, I heard somebody share, we know, we know a lot before we come in here. We can be the I know people. And then I get in here and the longer I'm here, I realize I know less and less. Um, and it contains all I need to begin. Um, and there are so many places where the big book talks about we have made a beginning. We have entered the world of the spirit. Um, so I have all I need to begin. And you know, as I grow, there are sometimes outside resources that enhance the growth and, and that's okay because um, I'm making a beginning and I think I'm making a beginning every day. Um, there is no end. 
And I can laugh at myself when I read willingness, patience, and labor because, yeah, I want what you have. Yeah, I need what you have. Willingness, yeah, okay, I'm willing. Patience, uh, not so much. And labor, you mean I have to work for this? You mean I actually have to do something? Um, I don't really, I always wanted the quick and easy fix, um, but this program is about doing. Um, and as we hear, it's for people who do it, not want it or need it. So am I willing to do the things I really don't want to do? And as long as I keep doing that and trudging and continuing and continuing and continuing, I get the same results that it says here. And with that, I pass. All right. Thank you so much, Reva. Okay, next up is Shanna, followed by Dara. Shanna, good morning. Good morning. This is Shanna C. from Tennessee, um, grateful, recovered, compulsive eater. Uh, through the grace of my God of my understanding, I haven't found it necessary to compulsively eat in uh, quite a while, and it's a miracle for my life. Um, and I don't say that glibly. I say that because I, every day I wake up. Um, and I, I didn't compulsively eat yesterday. You know, uh, it's, I'm astonished because what has happened is I have now tapped into a source of power much greater than myself. My own abstinence proves that. And it says to duplicate with such backing, um, matter of willingness, patience, and labor. And I can identify with uh, the feeling of once having gotten through steps one through nine and then beginning to live in uh, 10, 11, and 12, being told, okay, carry the message. And I'm like, uh, you know, and what that, what, where that blockage comes from is my own idea from my own mind that says, okay, now that you are better, it's your job to fix people. (laughs) It's such a lie. My mind tells me you got to solve these other people's problems. Therefore you can't do it. Okay. So that's an old idea. And I got to see that. No, all I have to do, um, what I get to do, is the same thing that I did when I when I started on day one. Is you know what? I'm asking God for the willingness and the ability to to stay abstinent and to follow you know my food plan and to live by spiritual principles. I'm doing what I need to do for my meals every day. I'm checking in and being of service every day. You know, just like I did on day one. You know, I you know I go to the meeting, whatever. And then, you know, um, and I'm getting what I need. And then at the meantime, I'm going through the steps. I'm checking in with my sponsor, doing what I need to do there. The only thing I need to do when I help another compulsive eater is to give away what was given to me. Well, I forget what that is, so guess what? It's so simple. I get to call my sponsor. Hey, what did you have me do? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> so I don't have to do any of this alone ever, ever. And, man, I've made so many friends. Um, have I fixed anyone's problems? No. But I can read a book. I can point to a page in a book. I can share what's been given to me. I can say these are the directions that I'm following. All I've got to do is pass it along. And I get freer and freer. I ran across a picture of myself last night, and I was messing with my phone. I absolutely, I saw a picture of myself from a few years ago, and I'm astonished. Not only the difference in the weight and the fact that, oh, my God, my weight has been maintained for this long because of this, because of God. Oh, my gosh. And then, but I saw a very, very empty, sad person in that picture. And at that moment, I remember being in that picture, and I actually thought I was happy. And I was. I was happier in that moment than I had been before because I was in the program. But, my gosh, thus we grow. 
we and if we keep doing the work, at least in my experience, I've kept doing the work, difficult or not, I get better. And and a fellowship grows up about me um, as a as a result. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for being out here. I hope everyone has a great weekend. I'm so grateful um, for this day, and um, I get to live today abstinent. All right, that's all I have. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Shanna. Hey, Dara, before you go, I, I should use a timer here, although everyone's been good. This, Dara? Uh, yeah, can you? Oh, go ahead. Can you hear that duck? No? <laughs> I can't. Okay, can you, okay. Can that's going to be can the you... <laughs> I can hear you. That's going to be the, sorry to make you laugh. That's going to be the three-minute timer. Anyways, next up is Dara, followed by Michelle. Hey, Dara. <laughs> love it, love it. Get, get a, yeah, my entrance uh, ushered in with a duck. Um, so I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And um, oh my God, yeah, like jittery and alone. And I can't do that. I I hope and I pray that I feel that way. Um, you know, kind of each and every day uh, as I as I wake up. Uh, um, and, and begin, you know, be, begin my days and, and begin the work that, that I need to do in order to stay recovered and in order to carry this message and to, you know, infuse these principles into my everyday existence. Um, because when I came in here, you know, I, like, I thought I had it all figured out except for the food, you know, that was the only thing. I was like, well, when I can just finish that, you know, if I can just get that answer and what I've learned through working these steps through practicing these principles is that I I am limited as a human being and so if I'm limited as a human being running around in the world trying to play God I end up feeling very very scared and and very very self-centered and um and so for me you know feeling that jittery and alone feeling is an invitation to recognize my own humanity and an invitation to go to God. And so I love, you know, when I'm working with a sponsee or chatting with a newcomer or whatever, and they're like, oh, I feel broken, you know, I feel afraid. I'm like, yes, like, you got what I got. You know, we can, we can do this thing. You know, we can invite God in. We can um, embrace that power greater than ourselves. And miracles are accomplished. And for me, what is infinitely scarier than feeling jittery and alone is feeling like, uh, I got this figured out, you know, like I'm, I'm good, you know, thank you. Thank you anyway, God, but I, I, I got this covered. Um, and I love, you know, for me, the willingness comes really only as a result of believing in a power greater than myself that can solve all of my problems. Because if that is true, you know, if I know that left to my own devices, I'm powerless, then I get really willing to do, you know, what God wants and to align myself with, with the will of God. Um, and I, and I, I'm almost always willing to do the work, you know, I mean, I was willing to do a lot of work for my disease. It was a lot to have a $300 a day food habit and, you know, find bathrooms that I could purge in. I mean, I just, like, there was a lot that had to go on for me to maintain uh, the condition of active addiction. Um, and so it's a lot easier, actually, to maintain recovery. Um, but what I, what I struggle with is patience. You know, I am an instant gratification addict. Um, and I'm grateful that today, you know, I get a daily hit. I get a daily fix. I, you know, I get my high um, from little God shots. And I need that because I'm not a patient person. It is very, very hard for me 
to wait for results. And um, and I'm grateful that, you know, for today, God doesn't expect more of me than I'm willing or able to do or give. Um, anyways, with that, I'll pass. I'm really glad to be on this meeting. <laughs> Thanks, Dara. You didn't have to hear the duck. <laughs> okay, next up is Michelle, followed by Judith. Good morning, Michelle. Michelle, press star one. Okay, we'll we'll come back to we'll try you again, Michelle. How about Judith? Are we good? Uh, who's that, Michelle or Judith? Michelle. Yeah. Hey, Michelle, I can hear you. Hi, I'm so sorry. Um, Michelle recovered compulsive eater bulimic in Boston. Um, so I'm sorry, I'm not at home right now with the book in front of me, but um, there was it's just so poignant. It's such good stuff. Um, for, with the first line, um, thus we grow. Um, and, um, you know, we're told at this point that we grow by by carrying the message. And, you know, I was told early on that, you know, when I first started this process was that, you know, it's my responsibility to, to pass this on to other people. And um, I had somebody that told me, like, we're the paper boys and girls for this for this book like it's my job to deliver this message through this book and it tells us here you know we're jittery and shaky and and i i need to be reminded it says like everything we need is in this book like it, it's not about me and my ego and oh my god i'm too scared i can't do this i have nothing to give i have nothing to contribute me 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 it's all here the answers are here it's our textbook it's um job site sorry um all right, I should hang. Thank you. Oh, I, I like hearing those those sounds in the background. But okay, all right, we'll go we'll go with uh, Judith followed by Liz. Thanks, Michelle. Too Judith. Good morning. Good morning, Larry, and thank you everyone for being here. My name is Judith S. P. from Maryland, gratefully recovered. As uh, I come into this day. Um, I uh, realized that in some ways I wish I could find another word besides I, because when I stay in the I, which is where I was before coming into recovery, um, I thought I could do it all. Um, Yeah, I was handicapped, I was broken, I was a mess, but if someone said to me, how you doing, I'm fine. Um, you need some help? No, I can do it. And uh, I walked around bulldozing my way into um, oblivion and chaos. And uh, I'm still uh, cleaning up the wreckage. And patience, tolerance, kindness, and love, along with a lot of work and willingness, is what I have to do. Because although, thank you, God, my food has been quiet for a very long time, uh, my emotional issues are so deeply ingrained that I can't do this. I couldn't do this. I couldn't carry the message unless I had God with me, leading me, creating an opportunity, one after another, for me to serve others. And now that I'm slowly, 
and like a turtle or you know a, a butterfly working it at working itself out of the cocoon um i have to take it one day at a time and my focus my focus other centered not judith centered and so the beauty of this program is a circle because i was supported and someone some ones including you all put out your hands and said come on you're home we'll help you you have to do the work we're not going to fix you we're not going to do it for you but we're here sharing our own experiences which are so powerful and now that i'm recovered in each and every moment of my day with fellows with sponsees with the person in the grocery store, with the person passing me on the running trail, I can smile. I can acknowledge them because God has given me the grace and love in my heart to do for others that which was done for me. And so I end my share and say, bless you all and thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Judith. Okay, next up is Liz, followed by Pam. Liz, good morning. Hi, Larry. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? I can. You bet. Okay, great. My name is Liz P, and I am I live in Minnesota, and I'm a relapse survivor. Um, first of all, I would just uh, like to make amends to Thursday, January 10th, Thursday. Um, Eleven days ago, I had a relapse. And um, I was scheduled to uh, be big book reader on the 20th, uh, that Thursday. And I was um, coming off a run. I had been binging for two days. And um, so first of all, I wanted to make that amends to the group. Um, I overslept and didn't show up and I didn't qualify for that position anymore. Um, but I reached out to Leah and, and she lovingly encouraged me. So I. When I read this this morning about being jittery and alone, I thought there were times when I felt jittery and alone in this disease because I'm powerless. Um, but today I have a fellowship that has grown up around me. And um, I'll tell you this much, two days of binging was not fun. So if you're considering it, don't bother. It's not fun. Um, it, it was painful. And um, I woke up on the third day and um, was able to outreach to people that I talk to almost on a daily basis and get in touch with my sponsor. Um, he took me back and we looked at what happened and I have been being honest um, about my food portions, um, weighing my food, but not, not um, let's say, using the parameters of the scale like, like I said. I was, I was overeating on certain items. Uh, it eventually led to three. You know, it, it took a while. It didn't happen right away, but it took a while. Just like doctors' opinion talks about, um, it eventually happens. The mental obsession builds up and um, overpowers. But anyway, I just wanted to comment that um, I'm back, and I'm just grateful to God that it was not fun. You know, and um, and but I learned from it and. I, I have had I have tapped into a power much greater than myself, like this paragraph talks about, and I know I know that that's there, and so I have that gift of having been recovered, 
and um, knowing that I need to seek God uh, with the same vigor that I, in the past, have sought the food. And then the last line where it says, willingness, patience, and labor. Um, if I fail to enlarge my spiritual life, I work in self-sacrifice for, for others I am bound to pick up, right? And those story it warns me of that. And um, also the word willingness is that um, willingness to take action, to pick up the phone and ask for help. Today I'm able to um, weigh my food to the, the amount I'm supposed to because I have support in my fellowship and I have God's grace. And um, today I want to be honest and ask God to give me that chance to you know, show me the sanity. So I think with that, I will pass. And um, just grateful for everybody that's here. With that, I'll pass. Hey, Liz, thanks so much. You know, I heard it said, we don't shoot our wounded. We, uh, we hold their hand. <laughs> so, and with that, how about a segue to Pam? Hey, Pam, good morning. Good morning, Larry. This is Sam S. I hope I, Oh, I hope, it's Sam. I'm I, sorry. I, I think it's Sam. There might have been a Pam. I don't know if I'm steamrolling. <laughs> um, <laughs> good morning. Um, Sam, I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Bristol, Rhode Island. Um, you know, I was reading this paragraph, and, and I uh, really got um, drawn into that we grow and that the the book is how we make a beginning. And you know, I remember when I um when I um came out or was brought out and guided out of relapse. I remember being so frustrated that I didn't have this like beautiful relationship with God right away. And um, someone had said to me, "You want this fifty year anniversary type relationship where you're, you're basically not even dating. And, and that is so me. I'm not patient. I want what everybody has. I want to levitate, <laughs> you know, like I want, um, I want the holiest of holy without having to do any work. And then I also remember someone bringing me back to the big book, a few people saying, God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. And how do I seek him? I have to seek him with through the ways that I had never done it before, which was, entire abstinence and working the steps and being in this step that I was on. And I remember hearing that too. And that was really hard for me because I had said that I worked the steps before, but I had never actually gotten that whole step one part down. Um, and I always want more than what I'm entitled to and more than what I deserve. But this paragraph reminds me of the grounding of these humble people that said, we continue to grow. We don't stop growing. We don't arrive and we don't graduate. But for me, for the real compulsive eater, I'm an addict. So I can't find it any other way other than working these steps. And for me, it's, I believe in continuing to work the steps, not so that I know what to do, not so it's a gumball machine of God, I'm, I'm alone. So I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then that way I feel all comfortable, but so that I can feel and seek the, the presence of God, that I can have that relationship, not so that the circumstance goes away, but so that way I can have, I can feel that, you know, God is with me and that God is holding my hand through whatever happens. And I just love that this book again and again and again draws us back to what's important, which is that we're able to tap into this source of power greater, greater than myself. 
and to duplicate. Uh, I don't have to be special. I don't have to have a degree. All I have to do is be able to be guided through these steps. And and I'm going to get this wonderful, all these promises to have a relationship with the God of my understanding, which is so beautiful. And I'm just so grateful for all the people that help guide me back to what's important, which is God. Thank you. My pastor. Thank you, Sam. Okay, page 162, the third paragraph and the fourth paragraph. It starts, thus we grow. Who would like to share? Ross Sam. Christina L. Reggie O. Lee A. Phil M. Reggie. Okay, let me let me tell you who I've heard here so far, and um, and I probably will leave someone out. I heard Russ. I heard Christina, Jennifer, Phil, Reggie, and Roz. I don't know where we'll be on the time. Uh, so my apologies if my ears were failing me this morning. <laughs> That's what I heard. So let's go with that and see where we're at. And let's start with, uh, hey, Russell, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, family. Russ M., Recover Compulsive Reader outside of Philly. Mm-hmm. Thus we grow. Man. That last sentence is what, what what just tops it off for me. We 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 believe and hope it contains all you will need. Everything for me, for Russ M, for Russ Montebano, this goofy Sicilian guy that's an addict and destroyed his life and all the garbage that goes with it. Everything was in that big book and it's still in that big book. And I wasted time and energy and money and relationships and Everything that comes along with with failure and destruction of a life, trying to figure it out. And uh, you know, we gotta grow, and I owe. We gotta grow, and I owe. Got to keep pushing, enlarging, and and perfecting, and working on that spiritual life to stay close to God. <clears throat> and I gotta give it. I gotta give it away. I'm sitting in my car thinking, listening to all these beautiful shares where I was five years ago and all the times I tried and all the garbage I, I there's just so many people I hurt and I'm sitting here like man I got this straight now you know I'm five years in I got it straight I didn't do anything all I did was a little bit of sweat a little bit of sweat equity and a little bit of work and God did the rest and all these the shares Every person on this line, the people that I'm connected to, this family that we have, you humble me, and you keep me humble, knowing where it came from and who gets the credit. So I'm all over the place today. It's emotional. Just reading a little mm. paragraph like this touches my heart. So I love you guys. Y'all, y'all have a good one. Hey, Russ. Thanks so much. Okay, Christina, followed by Jennifer. Christina. Good morning. Christina L. from Florida, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And um, I just got to start out by saying that, because it's not going to get out of my mind unless I do. (laughs) The first little words, thus we grow and so will you. Remind me of Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Okay, it's a happy Friday. I don't know if I'm just being goofy because it's Friday or what, but that's just what's on my mind all morning. So with that being said, 
Um, these two paragraphs really bring me back to where I've been, and I think that probably everybody has said that too, um, to some extent or another. And when I first came to the program, you know, I didn't, I don't, I had the big book, you know, the first meeting I went to was a big book meeting and stuff, and I just did not get it. I did not see myself in the book at all. All I saw was my alcoholic father at that time. And um, so I started my way through the OA 12 and 12, um, identifying and realizing that, yes, I have this um, disease. And eventually, you know, I came to um, realize that the answers were in the big book. I discovered this this meeting pretty early on, but I never dared unmute or share or do anything. And um, so even though I wasn't working the steps as outlined in the big book, you know, I was still learning, which was giving me what I needed to grow when it was time, when, when I was ready to finally put everything into this program. And um, it really reminds me of how it, jittery and alone. Yeah, I was jittery and alone for sure. Um, I thought that my way, that I needed to figure out all the problems and stuff. And I'm so grateful for all the sponsors and fellows who have shown me that you know the answers are in the book. It's not in. It's not in my head, <laughs> which I always think that they are. Um, and uh, you know, I continue to to learn and grow and change every day through my higher power. It's not anything that I have done. And I see that that's something that I have, um, that's really been getting pointed out to me, that God keeps revealing to me the last couple of months that I've been back and stuff, is that no matter what I do, it's not—it's not me. It's—it's it's God that's doing the changing. I'm just doing the work that, you know, is put in front of me in order for the change to happen. And I had it so backwards before, where I was manipulating and using God um, to try to force my recovery and for me to change the way that I thought that I should be. And so with that, I'll pass, and hope everybody has a great day. Take care. <laughs> Sorry for the duck there, Christina. Oh, I got a job to do, right? Okay, Jennifer, followed by Phil. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Larry, for your service. Um, jittery and alone. <clears throat> I couldn't sit still. I couldn't make calls consistently enough. I couldn't trust, and I couldn't stop using food to relieve the discomfort of being alone, right? Willingness, patience, and labor. They told me that I needed willingness, and they told me that if I didn't have it, I had to ask for it. Um, they told me that I had to take action, right? Action, action, action. But patience, patience. Because when you ask people to tell you how they got recovered, they can tell you the actions they took, but they can't really tell you how it happened for them because it's a miracle. 
And it happens in a process. And it's a process that my self-will and my willpower and my intellect cannot explain. And did I take action? Yes, I took a lot of action. And I also remember doing everything I was told and more, and I still kept eating. Right? We've all been there. But God, step one is a process, the process of conceding that I'm the real deal right? That like spontaneous eating doesn't work for me, that I'm in this distinct entity, that I'm not a hard eater, that I'm a compulsive overeater. And that that entails so many things, right? That I have to have a spiritual solution. Step two is a process. Came to believe that God, God will save me, right? And then I have to have patience. I have to keep seeking, I have to keep working, I have to keep following the directions, and I have to be patient. I have to keep putting my eggs in that basket, all my eggs. We learn what we have to learn. We evolve according to a process that is happening to us that we cannot speed up, but we can keep working like it all depends on us. Step two, I keep praying like it all depends on God because it does. It all depends on God. So patience, my friends, who are still eating. Patience when we're not where we want to be. Patience, patience, patience. But we keep working like it all depends on us. God bless you all. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jennifer. Okay, we have Phil followed by Reggie. Phil, good afternoon. <laughs> thank you, Larry. <laughs> Good morning to you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for remembering that we're in the afternoon. I'm Phil. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from Northern Ireland. And uh, this is such a beautiful, beautiful couple of uh, uh, paragraphs for sure. And I know that feeling about I'm jittery and alone. I couldn't do that um, in terms of, you know, uh, sponsoring. I've been in the program 10 years now, and for the first seven and a half years, I really longed to be off service. And I was really confused because I knew that to get well, I needed to do service, but I couldn't sponsor because I couldn't stay um, abstinent. And um, I managed to get one woman through to step five and all that time. But, you know, it had to take what it took. And um, I don't think any of it was wasted. The first time I went through the steps, I did do it the big book way, all right. Um, however, I spent months on doing step four. Not months, actually. It was a month of really not doing it, more than doing it. And I got so resentful. I thought there must be a more humane way. There has to be. And I was so resentful towards my sponsor, towards the program, and even towards God. Um and then in 2019, I found someone who goes through it. The vision way, I found this meeting. And I was told that I had 10 days to two weeks to do step four. And that was a compassion. That was a humane way that I needed. I know different people have different approaches. And whatever works for you, that's fantastic. But that really worked for me. And um, in the past two years, um, just over two years, I've been uh, doing the program this way. Um, I've managed to sponsor quite a lot of amazing women. 
and recently a new sponsee, an adopted sponsee, you know how that happens. She said something wonderful. She said she used to have the attitude, oh, I have to do this today, I have to do that today. And she changed it around and she changed it to, I get to do this today. And that is a miracle that I get to, you know, do my step 10, I get to do my step 11, I get to um, do step 12. And it really is a miracle. And my worst days now, I wouldn't swap them for my best days before recovery. And it just keeps on getting better. And I heard in my step 10 the other night um, from my higher power saying, Phil, honey, I have a bit of experience doing this job. And it did make me chuckle like I was, you know, God's employer. Uh-uh, I didn't think so. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. God has a lot of experience and I can trust her, him, they to do their job and uh, just kind of get out of the way and go along with the ride, float and uh, relax and trust. And thank you all for being here on this journey with me. With that, I pass. Thanks, Phil. Okay, Reggie, I'm not sure that we're going to have time for you, Roz. My apologies. Reggie, let's go to Texas. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. So good to hear you. And thanks for your service and everybody that's on the line this morning. I just, I love listening to the shares. It's it's really amazing. And I, you know, um, thus we grow, you know, thus we grow. And, you know, I, the, the, when this book was written, this was the one thing that people had and they, I think originally part of the intention of the book was to get the information out to people who didn't have the, I guess, didn't have the live people uh, where they could come to them. So this was it. And uh, I had a lot of competition for this book. You know, I had, I was supporting the self-help industry. And uh, so I had to, uh, it took a lot for me to dive into this book and really get it. Uh, but it's, you know, it says we grow and this book contains all we need to begin. And then I go to then what strikes me next is you have just now tapped a source of power greater than yourself. So if I've gone through the book and done the steps, which is the purpose of it, you know, to, to help me find a power greater than myself, which can do for me, which I could never do and I never could. And, um, but the word tapped really strikes me because, you know, many going through the steps many times later, being many years in the program, having tried many other ways in and out of the program, uh, I, I, I get that nothing else has ever worked, no matter what it is and that this is. And I have through the, this work, we get to clear, we get to clear the channel um, so that we can tap that power that is not out there in a self-help book, but that is deep within us, as the as the big book says. So it's always there. So it's deep within us, it's deep within every human being, which is very good to remember. But tapped, it reminds me of tapping something that is uh, that has no end. You know, it's infinite. It's like a a deep spring or a vein of gold or something like that. It just keeps coming and it just keeps coming. And the more I stay in the tapping and the more I do the work, the more it comes. And that's what I have been experiencing in this round of my recovery. And um, and that, that power is in all of you. It's not my job to be that power, but certainly to share what I know, my experience, strength, and hope through 
the workings of this book, The Twelve Steps, which have been proven to work by, you know, all of us probably on this line, or we wouldn't be here listening, or we're hoping, or we're waiting, you know, for that opportunity to go through the steps and and experience having tapped that power, and then pass it along, and passing it along is one of the ways that we keep tapping with 10, 11, and 12. So uh, just very grateful this morning, very touched, and uh, with that, I'll pass. Oh, thanks, Rezzy. What a great way to end. And again, my apologies, Roz, if you want to hang out for the second uh, meeting, we'd love to hear you. Um, Okay, so with the lone exception of Harlan, um, I want to thank everyone else anyway, who's participated today. (laughs) Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Let me give you the share ID for today's meeting. That number is 18,476. That's 18476. We'll now close with the reading from the big book, which is on page 164. We'll follow that by the serenity prayer. So Chris M, would you read that for us? Chris, uh, uh, press star, star one. Hi, it's Chris M. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.